Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Let's get at the issue of the confused and confusing, compromised and arguably ethnically challenged reality of politics and government in this country. Last Sunday, an angry Scott Moe was telling us about a nation within a nation, maybe seeking that for Saskatchewan. This week, Aaron O'Toole unveiled his CPC, not the CBC, the CPC, the Conservative Party of Canada, shadow cabinet, challenging Trudeau and continuing to say the Liberals and NDP are about to announce a coalition government, something Mr. Singh and the Liberals have denied. Uh, We've just come through the second federal election in 23 months and little changed. There's also, I feel, a diminishing interest and confidence in the federal government of Canada among Canadians and retaining the status quo during the election underscored that point for me. Uh, I no longer recognize the Liberal Party of Canada and have concerns when the leader of that party today and the Prime Minister has openly spoken of admiration for human rights violating dictators like Fidel Castro and longingly mused on how Xi Jinping can go ahead and do what he wishes in China without being hindered by a parliament which may restrict the decision-making of the Prime Minister. Which brings me to my guest. Stephen Ledrew was president of the Liberal Party of Canada. He's one of the most astute, knowledgeable, and outspoken political insiders in this nation. His YouTube channel, The Ledrew Three-Minute Interview, is something I rarely miss. He's been a friend of mine for, oh, God, how many years? Too long. Yeah, that's true. It's time we stop being friends. (laughs) How are you? I'm very well, Boz. Listening to your last guest and then listening to your intro, and I think that... um, I think that the bottom line is, as your guests have said and, and as you have said, is that um, I think that we are very poorly served by our institutions. With Marie Hennon, I mean, Canadians are poorly served by a school board that outlaws a meeting with her and, and young, young students who want to hear from a success story. Um, our federal government is serving Canadians very, very poorly. And you also mentioned, Roy, the shadow cabinet. Well, it's huge, it's overblown, it doesn't really mean much. Um, well, who cares? It, well, yeah, exactly. In the best of times, who cares who's in the shadow cabinet? But in these times, who cares who's in the cabinet? Because <laughs> this government, Canadians are run by one person and, and a few of his friends. That's Justin Trudeau and a few of his uh, Montreal uh, lawyer friends and, uh, and compatriots. Cabinet ministers are extraordinarily weak. Uh, in, in, in the start of parliamentary government, cabinet ministers were strong. Um, and we've, we've seen many of your listeners will recognize strong cabinets, whether it be Cretchens or Mulroonies or, or Harpers, which had cabinet ministers in there who were not only good at running their departments, but also, if things were going a little bit wonky, had the fortitude 
and the and the and the sense of national duty to say in cabinet, well, we have to take another look at this. There's nobody in cabinet right now who says that Justin Trudeau, when he's doing his crazy things, let's take another look at this. Let's take a sober second thought. There's no one there. It's, it's a bunch of weaklings, and that is by design of Justin Trudeau, so he can do what he wants. Yeah. We're run by a dictator. I uh, I remember very well the years of uh, Chrétien and Martin, and, oh. uh, you know, I was constantly on Chrétien's case. But in some ways, I'm oh, starting to feel a little lost. Yeah, I know you were. And you, you're the one, you're the author of that wonderful line, Smart as a Bag Full of Hammers. But I'm almost a little nostalgic for those days because there was give and take. If Mr. Chrétien stepped out of line, which he did, or if he said some unusual things like a proof is a proof is a proof, right? Yep. If, if these things happened, there would be a cabinet minister who would step forward. There was always somebody in the wings who would bring the thing at least partially back on the rails. Quite often it was Paul Martin in the Chrétien years. Martin always was the steady hand on the tiller. I just have the feeling now that there is no steady hand on the tiller, and there is a weak opposition. Uh, Mr. O'Toole is a nice guy, and I've heard some very good things said about him by veterans groups who worked with him when he was the Veterans Affairs Minister in Stephen Harper's government. But I don't get a sense of confidence coming out of the Conservative Party of Canada. And frankly, other than uh, Mr. Singh saying the rich have to pay their fair share, I have no idea what the NDP stands for. Well, I think that's exactly what the NDP stands for. They're just going to uh, you know, take take from the rich and, and give money to a lot of uh, people who really don't deserve it. Um, uh, they're always making up these stories about the, uh, as we do in uh, as they do in Toronto, that people who are homeless. Well, there's no one who's seriously homeless in Toronto. There are a lot of drug addicts, a lot of people who have mental problems. But in Canada, we are we have built a wonderful society, and uh, these people are ripping it down. So. Well, back to the conservatives. The conservatives, I, I hear the same thing you do, that uh, Mr. O'Toole is a fine person. I think he lost his confidence, and some of the uh, people in his party said, you've got to be more like the liberals, we're going to lose the middle. And the liberals are no longer liberals, they're like the, quote, progressives or the communists. Uh, uh, you know, you also mentioned, uh, you know, Kretchen when he got off the rails a little bit. When I was president, there were 50 people in the liberal party uh, elected by the party from coast to coast to coast who would meet in various places uh, in the country, and uh, the prime minister would come, and there would be some hard questions. So not only did he get have the cabinet to, to sort of, you know, I guess, you know, iron out his rough edges, but there was a party, and uh, that party no longer exists. So Trudeau is uh, head of the Liberal Party. It's a new Liberal Party. It must, might as well be the Justin Party. And there are a lot of liberals who uh, really do not uh, like what's going on. Well, I mean, I, I mean I've, I've had those conversations, and you've had far more of those conversations than I have because your connections yep. within the party are significantly more. I just want to say this to you. There are homeless people. I knew I used to be one. So it, it does happen. they're taken care of now, though. Huh? They, there is no one, I dare say, there's no one virtually in Canada who is really homeless who does not have someone who can help them out, or an institution, or whether it be government or church or a neighbor, there aren't many homeless people. What is going on in Toronto now, they are renting full hotels. They say it's for the homeless. Baloney. It's for people who need help, either through drugs or alcohol 
or mental or mental. So what you're saying, what you're saying is, that if people want the help, it's there for them. Absolutely. Okay, but I, homelessness, uh, having lived through that, Stephen, I know, I know how horrid it is. It is. It, it's it a is terrible horrible, way. It's a terrible way to live. I've been there. So let's do this. I want to. I want to ask you about really how the how the system worked when you were the president of the Liberal Party. And I, you know, I remember when when Canada was very up. Canadians were up in arms about the fact that we were five hundred or six hundred billion dollars in national debt. It was a massive issue, and it was the demand was get it under control. There wasn't a question of whether Canadians were willing to live with the amount of debt that they that, that we had then, which was nothing compared to what we have now. People wanted it under control. I don't hear that now. So let's, when we come back, talk about how it was handled at a time when there were different people. Uh, running the country when the Liberal Party was differently composed and the Conservative Party was differently composed. I think Mr. O'Toole, by the way, lost uh, a lot of his his connection with conservatives across the country when he signed on to the idea of a carbon tax. That was the worst possible decision he could have made. I don't know who gave him that advice, but man, he must have been a liberal. There's small liberals. It's going to ruin the country. Yeah. So what would you say then, and you have the experience, and I respect you and what you've done and who you are, what you've accomplished and how you've held the political system to account. You haven't played favorites. When you were the lead president of the Liberal Party, you were the president of the Liberal Party. But all the time I've known you, since you were no longer president, you've held them all to account, and I respect that a great deal. So... If there's cynicism in our population, and there is, if there's frustration and east-west divide, a whole issue, a whole confrontation on the issue of energy, based on how things were when not so long ago, how do you return Canada to a reality where there's some respect for the federal government and where people actually listen to what they have to say? How do you change the situation from what it is now? I am afraid that it might not get changed until, as, as in your earlier segment, you, so you played a song, the party's over. Yes. So the party is over. We've, we will never hit bottom, hopefully, but until people start to realize that things have to change. And, you know, you mentioned just before the break uh, the, the carbon tax. Right. I spoke to a very intelligent, educated person in Toronto the other day, and I don't live in Toronto anymore, but I was just talking to him. He said, well, he said, you know, we're all worried about climate change. Yes, I'm worried about it. Everybody's worried about it. Well, we're going to put that cap on the uh, emissions from oil and gas, as Trudeau promised in Glasgow, and it's going to be over. And I looked at him and I said, what do you mean it's going to be over? Well, that's the answer. He's fighting it. He's going to do it. Climate change will stop, and we're going to be fine. And, Roy, I was stunned. By I'm also stunned how many people believe that, as because of, because the Conservative Party bought into it, there's no opposition, so politicians are not voicing other opinions. The mainstream news, aside from talk radio, mostly TV and print, have all bought into that. If you try to get an article printed saying, let's take a second look at this, the damage it's going to do versus the good it's going to do, because Canada could close down tomorrow. Everybody could leave. There'd be no oil and gas uh, spent, and it's not going to do a whit to climate change. So what do we do, though? Because I had that same conversation with somebody. Actually, a person brought up 
that a recent Nanos poll shows that I think it was two-thirds oh, of yeah. Canadians support uh, Mr. Trudeau's approach to hard caps and the rest of what he's doing. And I said, that's fine. I mean, if you, if, 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 but how much do you really know about the situation that you're right. commenting on? Are you prepared for, the, for what we talked about in, uh, earlier on the program? And that is what the, the fallout of some of these programs is going to be for people. The fact that the RBC report says Canadians are going to have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. How prepared are you? How knowledgeable are you about it? You know, somebody could call me on the, uh, at home uh, doing a poll and say, do you think nuclear fission should, be, should continue? I don't know a thing about nuclear fission, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and if there's enough people who are giving it a shot, you'll get, a, you, you, you'll get an answer that doesn't reflect on anything or doesn't reflect anything. Well, you're absolutely right, Roy. But there's more people who are who are either too busy, or they've been duped by our uh, all our federal politicians. I mean, they all sing from the same hymn book. They they go to Ottawa, and they can be fine before they get there, and then they start to drink the water, and then they all turn into the same mush. Uh, so we don't have anybody saying, "Well, let's take a second look at this." And let's look at the consequences, and let's look at what else we could do, what other solutions there are to ameliorate carbon change, or climate change, sorry. And, um, or, or we could have a stronger uh, media. I mean, talk radio is terrific, but if you look at the media across the nation, if you look at the media across North America, they're all singing from the same hymn book, and there's no opposition, there's no, there, there's no differing opinions. And that is leading to people saying, oh, well, we must be going along the right road. And that's why I say I fear. I fear, Roy. It's going to uh, go along until we you know, finally realize either through debt or through freezing or through <laughs> just a catastrophe, the party's over, and we're going to have to get new leadership. So, uh, 20, so, so, so 20, 25 years ago, which is not long ago. So let's, go, let's say we go back to the mid to late 90s with a different liberal government, majority government. Canadians gave Chrétien three majority governments. Let's not forget that. So, um, so with a different government in place, with a majority government in place, would there have been enough people prepared to listen to the murmurs of discontent that, bro- that, 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 that rise to uh, an easily, um, um, what's the word, easily heard, sense of dissatisfaction and frustration across the country. Would there within the party, any of the political parties have been the people and the, and the mechanism in place saying, whoops, we better pay attention here? Or um, not? 25 years ago, there would have been, but Roy, right now, I think that Canada's being saved from a, a, a worse fate by the fact that there's a minority government, even though the, uh, the, conserv- the NDP, they say there's not going to be a coalition government. Technically, there will not be a coalition government. That would take uh, some NDP being in cabinet. There won't be one, but right. the NDP will support right. Trudeau. He will buy them out. They will be sold. Well, he's behaving like he has a majority government. Yes, because he has the NDP in his back pocket, and he's buying them out with the taxpayers' money. So, you know, it's, he does have, to that degree, a majority government, but it's not his own majority government. And, um, and in the 90s, um, there was a, a greater responsible government. Okay, I have ten, we talked. There's, I, there's stronger ministers. I have 10 seconds, my friend. Final comment is what? We are all going to get through this, and we are going to have some pain to, to, uh, to experience before we do. But uh, talk radio and opinions are fabulous. It's going to get us out of this. 
if you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 